Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by this man, Luke Mill. How are you doing, Luke? Not bad, thanks. I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. I'm very happy that the Luke and Pete Show um, working document that uh, producer Natalie's put together has got two Christmas trees on it. Oh, she's, she's, she's great on the detail, Nat. She's detail. really good on the detail, yeah. She carries on like this, right? She carries on like this. She'll be doing that. She'll be our boss soon. I'm telling you. She'll be, she'll be telling yeah, us Natalie and Pete Show. Yeah, that'd be good. People show. would like that. Be a I know they would, wouldn't it? And that's why I keep turning up because they'd like it too much. So, Pete, <laughs> I was thinking that um, if because it's Christmas Eve today, and yeah. people might this might be the first time someone encounters this show because I was thinking about the thought process. They might think, "Well, I'm off work, I've got nothing to do. It's lockdown yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I might go and listen to yeah. a podcast." So, this might be the first one they listen to. Oh, how they're doing all the Christmas prep, wrapping the presents, exactly, um, salting the 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 the, the briny pears. I don't know. Um, I don't <laughs> what know what. I, I just I panicked. I panicked. I, I tried to think of something that sounded Christmas. <laughs> I just love that. No, I love that. Your mum calls through from the kitchen. Pete, have you salted Peter, the briny pears you, yet? <laughs> have you salted the briny pears. <laughs> like how much salt do you need on them, mum? They're already briny for fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't believe she salted her briny pears all over the house. I want you to explain to a new list to a new listener, Peter, what they can expect over the next however long. Oh, stories about jet skis. Stories What's the point about of this show, though? Tell them what the point bathroom. of it is. Ah, it just keeps us off the street for an hour every Monday. Yeah, <laughs> is, I mean, it really is. I mean, it sounds it sounds like you're being modest there, but it really mm. is as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it started as 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 what, like the the first kind of project that um, uh, Stakhanov started with all those years ago, three years ago or something, and it was it was originally like Luke and Pete's summer, wasn't it? Yeah. 
That's the only way I could get you to agree to it, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> and 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 I have very little appetite for changing up anything I'm not already doing. So uh, yeah, we, we're still doing it all, all all these years down down the line. But it is just a receptacle for the filth, mania, and nonsense uh, that the press provides every every single day uh, and week. And uh, on the other side, on the flip side, on the second half of the show, it's mainly just reading your stories about um, shitting yourself and and and, and you know, <laughs> enjoying yourself in school nativity plays and stuff. Weird Would you Christmas say that in, kind in a of weird way? stuff. In a weird way, Peter, would you say that this, is, this show can serve as an almost a unofficial, very unofficial guide to modern life? Yeah, I think so. Or just um, a replacement for a car map for, for, for two men of advancing years. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And also, how um, much out of 10 do you like me personally? <laughs> Through every, I mean, every show we do together, it, it, it it's like um, a, a large, not small, large uh, hourglass uh, and the sands of yeah. time are just trickling away. Are those 24 cans of lager I bought you for Christmas, are they, are they kind of clogged up the sand? <laughs> they've kind of clogged it. They've made, yeah, they've made the sand wet, so therefore none can Have you got pissed and knocked the, the hourglass belt. over? <laughs> <laughs> so that anyway, was always kind that's... of like the motif in like kind of mid-90s sort of Jim Henson uh, style uh, kind of kids fantasy dramas. If you broke an hourglass, um, you'll be frozen in time forever and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember, do you remember oh, that yeah, kids yeah. show where... Um, I want to say it's Clarissa Explains It All. Right. Where it's, I can't remember her name now, but the, the girl who was in it, the blonde girl, the main girl. Was she not Clarissa. Sabrina as well? Was that Clarissa? Yeah, she she became quite famous. Yeah. Um, right. And then she had a friend, her best friend, I think he might have been called Roger, who came into her bedroom via a ladder through mm. the window. I mean, that's problematic. Yeah. That wouldn't happen now. Um, yeah. He was like the ultimate, and I, and I know that this is probably partly a problematic phrase. I, I totally get why, but he was like the ultimate like symbol of of the friend zone, wasn't he? Where he he was kind of sniffing around her all the time, but she just wanted him. As a oh, friend. she wasn't interested. Yeah, but what I was he? So. I thought he. I thought he was just a man who just enjoyed, um, you know, breaking and entering, and the, 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 the kind of. But he didn't have to break because the window was always open, even after dark. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and anyway, he should but, not be doing that. No. And I don't think yeah. I, th- I think if they were to reboot it, um, I'm not sure that feature would remain. But anyway, um, she used to I think she used to clap and be able to stop time. Right. Okay. And yeah. then sort of mug to the camera about what was happening. Was that was that was that? Am I remembering that right? Or was that a different show? So did so did um, Zach Morrison say by the bell? And I've no, no idea why. why. Could he? He did. Yeah. He used to. Uh, he used to. Cl- he used to do like a timeout. He used to call a timeout and then touch Jesse Slater's winky. <laughs> 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 I, on, on, on that note as well Jim Campbell of Ramble fame he mm-hmm. um, and occasionally of this parish when he pops in when you can't be asked to turn up he mm-hmm. he, he, um, he maintains that on one of the Bond movies and he said it's on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby the only one he ever did mm-hmm. apparently he he breaks the fourth wall and mugs the camera as well and that and then James Bond oh, really? I can't confirm that and maybe someone <laughs> listening can but I, I, that's, Jim maintains that happens in that movie well, you know, Lazenby. Is it Lazenby, do you say? Yeah. Yeah. He's positively Brechtian. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, it wasn't Brecht all about the, the the breaking of the fourth wall. I don't really know anything about Brecht. I don't really know the name. Yeah. Tell me about. He tell did, me more he, about he, it. 
Um, uh, Three Penny Opera. He did that one where um, you were conscious that you were an audience member watching a play, and and, and they would address you. I think that's the case. The the, the actors would address you. Um, it's mainly just. It's mainly Clarissa explains it all. Slash Zach Morris from. Uh, they they were all. Um, you know, they all studied at uh, Bertolt Brecht's uh, kind of. I just, I just want Pete. If I may, just interject at this point and say to any new listeners that we do have, I mean, if you're expecting Bertolt Brecht every show, you are going to be sorely <laughs> disappointed. That is not indicative of the normal chat. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Can, can um, I start? Can I start by bringing something into the to the party that um, we didn't get round to talking to talking about on Monday? Is that is that right? right. Do you mind? Yes. Yeah, I know it's Christmas fine. Eve, but this is kind of Christmas related. Mm. Um, so on Monday, it was the shortest day, right? It was yes. the winter solstice, mm. the, the shortest day of the year. For some, I mean, for many, the, 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 the most depressing day of the year. And, it's, and it is actually quite difficult to imagine how the shortest day of the year could get more depressing in 2020. I mean, let's be absolutely honest. But anyway, <laughs> um, so one of the things that came up on Monday is, do you know a guy... <laughs> Do you know a guy called King Arthur Pendragon? Another, f- I know, I know, I know it up to a point. I, I know the okay. King Arthur bit. So King Arthur <laughs> Pendragon is a a essentially. I mean, he's referred to in the news story as quote unquote a senior druid. Okay, <laughs> he's kicking off because he's saying that um, we've been banned from observing the winter solstice at Stonehenge because mm. of COVID reasons. And even though it's outside, and I believe most tiers, if not definitely the tier that Stonehenge sits in, um, places of worship have not been closed due to COVID. So he said there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a kind of um, a discrepancy there because, you know, it's a place to worship. We are, you know, we are a religion. Uh, we should be able to worship as we wish. And it's hypocritical because you've not closed uh, mosques or churches or synagogues or whatever, but you are closing us. Now, the government have come back and said, well, it's con- sometimes you guys have 5,000 people there, which is far too big a gathering to have that observed, even though it's outside. That's what Wiltshire Council and Wiltshire Police have said. So it's kind of rumbled on, and it turns out they weren't able to do it. And when I started reading about King Arthur Pendragon, who's changed his name to that because he thinks he's the reincarnation of the original King Arthur uh, mm. and thinks that he... Um, you know all the stuff that he thinks and dresses the way he dresses. I just thought when I saw the picture, he does look quite cool, but I imagine him <laughs> to be the most tiresome man in the UK. And I'm wondering if you had any any thoughts on that, Pete. Real ale, Saxon Dale probably has strong feelings about prog bands. He he just looks like a man who uh, is just yeah, he, he's the pub bar, isn't he? You said to me that you thought he'd written his own Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, definitely. He was. Uh, let me let me get it up here. Uh-huh. Because and, um, and I, I'm annoyed that you've brought Saxondale's name into this because Tommy Saxondale <laughs> is at least self-aware. Well, I mean, yeah, but the character is just a character, isn't it? He looks like this guy. Like reminds me of Saxondale, like the most. Oh, can I also sound that, that, Peter? Can I also sound that? Sorry, that Gareth Ainsworth. Manager mm. of Wickham Wanderers, who's known as mm. being this rock and roll guy who has long hair and all that kind of stuff and drives mm. this car and wears these leather trousers. He yeah. is so much like Tommy Saxondale. The photo he had taken with a journalist a week or two ago outside his house, sat on his car, is exactly the same, <laughs> unintentionally, as the press shot for the TV series Saxondale. <laughs> and he's got the oh, same enjoyable. hair. 
yeah. enjoyable. The um, so, so um, this fella, uh, what's his name? King Arthur Pendragon. This is <laughs> what his, his real Wikipedia name? says. Uh, his real name is. Oh, he, 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 mm, <laughs> he's, he, I think his name's Rothwell, something Rothwell, which isn't a bad name to be honest. No. Um, yeah, he. Uh, He's, he says that, uh, according to his Wikipedia, he married one of his co-workers, Liz. They moved to Farnborough. He became senior supervisor on the Basingstoke Canal Restoration Project, foreman for Ash Parish. And uh, Ash Parish is quite hard to say. And uh, also um, the uh, general foreman for laying um, management contracting. All of this stuff is like, no one would ever know that if he hadn't written that, written that himself. Dissatisfied with his lifestyle, after several years, he and Liz separated, and he returned to more countercultural activities. Liz moved to uh, Tintagel, while Rothwell moved into a caravanette and re-embraced the b- biker uh, subculture. As a biker, <laughs> Rothwell identified as a greaser. He rode a custom-built Triumph Thunderbird. Um, Rothwell and his friends formed a biker club, uh, very known as the Gravediggers and the Saddle Tramps. Uh, they engaged in a feud with a rival biker gang, with Rothwell carrying a gun in case of altercations. Uh, he went to various free festivals around the country, um, hanging out with New Age travellers and druids. He was given the nickname King John because he held parties at a ruined castle uh, called King John's Castle. Uh, Rothwell took uh, various jobs, including as a gardener. Um, he married another woman, divorced his last. And then he, when he read a book on King Arthur uh, by the occultist Gareth Knight, he saw similarities between himself and, and the king. Uh, and so now he believes that he's uh, King Arthur and Car- can't it? It's, he definitely I mean, wrote all of this himself. It's a lot. It's a life dedicated to tedium, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, everything about that is tedious. And I think, I think, I reckon he's. I reckon you're half right. I reckon he's written that Wikipedia article with his mate after a few flagons of the foaming. <laughs> you know, before the EU bans the stuff, right? Yeah. And mm. and at one point they've had probably three or four real ales, and they're getting carried away with it. And his mate says to him, "Listen." King, whatever he calls him, um, <laughs> why don't you say that? Say you had a gun. Say you had a gun. Yeah, I'll put I had a gun. Shall I say gun? Yeah, I'll put I had a gun. I had a gun. I have gun druid. The gun druid. <laughs> cool. That sounds cool. <laughs> Def- definitely put I had a gun. Have you, have you put it in? Definitely put that. I don't care about the rest. Just put that you know, I had a gun. He's never had a gun. He didn't have a gun. It didn't happen. If, listen, oh, I'm telling you why it didn't happen. Because the reincarnation of King Arthur, King Arthur wouldn't even know what a gun was. If no, anything, he's, it's yeah, a he's not followed. He's not followed. He's not followed it, is he? He's not followed it to a to, to the letter. Do you see which the one, um, which one's Merlin? <laughs> well, Merlin would have, could could you know have a magic stick that fired you know fire. I mean that that, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little little magic pellets. Um another story that uh, that Producer Natalie put in the in the document and that's how I'm going to start every new story from from here on. <laughs> yeah, don't um, say that every time. <laughs> oh, here's I've, what uh, been, I've been noticing a couple of things. Oh, I've been really missing the producer now. We're bigger boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baker left cracking up after Palmer Sticks chocolate gift he made for Bath Bomb. A woman received a present. She thought it was a Bath Bomb. Never trust a baker. Never trust a baker. Because the baker gave a friend um, some hot chocolate bombs uh, to go in uh, some hot milk. Uh, and instead of putting them in hot milk, uh, the person who received the, uh, the the present just put them in the bath thinking it was some kind of, uh, some kind of Bath Bomb. And it That's wasn't. Right though, isn't it? That's the one bath. way to get to a yeast infection. Isn't it really? <laughs> I you're think you're gonna, I think you're gonna get ill. You could have. Um, I, mean, I, I don't see how that's a problem. 
to be honest. You'll come <laughs> out smelling of chocolate. It's not the end of the world, is it? And also, no, by the way, not. you should be in a different mindset if it's given to you by a baker. You should be thinking, oh, that'll be an edible good because it's a baker. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There was someone on the local um, kind of Hertfordshire. Um, I, I'm obsessed with like local Hertfordshire um, Facebook groups because everyone on them is mad and yeah. they sell weird things and they think the things that they sell are worth a lot more money than they actually are. There's people selling like Game Boys for like 300 quid because they think it's like an old 80s present that everyone's going to want at Christmas. Like it's th- you've put it at 300 quid and then someone next to them is selling like hairy pig ears <laughs> to be consumed by a dog and stuff. It's all very confusing. Uh, but there's yeah. a person who was very upset with the Marks and Spencers on the high street uh, because the chocolate uh, profiteroles uh, that were uh, that, that were crafted um, by them did not contain any chocolate and uh, instead of yeah, just and that's, going and that's a oh that's great, an anomaly yeah that's a great indicator of the type of town you live in and the mm. type of town that I grew up in because I'm not on Facebook and I've told you why I'm not going to bore people to death on Christmas Eve about that <laughs> but my mum sends me screenshots from the local Facebook group where we grew up um, mm. which is a fucking rough place let's be absolutely clear and because um, she just thinks it's hilarious and so I've actually got a couple in front of me that I'll read to you as a, as a as a counterpoint to your posh people mm. talking about Marks and Spencers, right? So someone's posted on there, is New Look still opening Gosport? Uh, and someone else has replied saying, no, no, I work there and it's closed because um, because of lockdown, because we're only able to, um, to open essential st- shops at the moment. To which yeah. a man has replied saying, but who determines what's essential? I can go to Poundland because they sell a sandwich, but if I ship my last pair of trousers, I can't go to Burton's. <laughs> I to like someone that. Someone else has replied, Pete, saying, I suggest not buying your sandwich from Poundland if you're worried about shitting your trousers. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, you've got and, the case that. It's followed up with just a random question. Someone's put on here, who else here has Christmas dinner on Christmas? I mean that is the level uh, of discourse we're uh, talking yeah, about. And if I you mean, want that's... to learn, if you want to learn about the state of Britain, I think local Facebook groups can tell you more than any political analyst, oh, any 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 you know anthropologist. That's all you need to know. Mm. Oh, there's a, there's a there's a there's a Berkhamsted group, and then there's a um, everything Berkhamsted two, um, the sequel because the first one was um, deemed offensive to a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> the nice one they call it. The second one is the nice one. <laughs> oh dear it's mad. Um, and before we move on to a, to a break um, can I just also please let this not go unsaid that, mm. um, that Donald Trump has done something that I actually respect right okay right so we all know about Donald Trump you don't even need to go into the detail the man is and I'm going to choose my words carefully here because it's Christmas a fucking disgrace right but <laughs> for lots of different reasons but one thing I would say about him is he knows he's going to be out of a job. Um, he knows he's going to be gone this time next month. So he's mm-hmm. just gone completely demob happy now. And I respect <laughs> it. So the Space Force, which he um, invented for no reason, he's now decided are going to be called Guardians. Oh, yes. And I don't, I mean... I don't really get it, but I, I like the energy. I like the I don't give a shit big energy coming out of it. So the USSF Space Force... Mm. Is now going to be called just Guardians. You've got, I mean, he's he, he sort of like given us that turd and just, he always oh, given the country that turd and just went and just walked away from it. So again, you've got to deal with us A, having a space force, B, it being called Guardians, which just looks mad. And uh, yeah, see you later. 
What do you enjoy. think they actually do, though, the Space Force? What do you think is actually... What, what, what jobs are there for them to do? Yeah, unless you go, unless you're sort of going there, it doesn't make it just none of it really makes any sense. I, I'm I'm struggling to sort of because, yeah, unless you're planning to sort of go to, to space to hang out on the moon, truly, like there's not there's nothing to do. I mean, there was obviously a couple of planets <laughs> seen they, in in the sky. Are, what? There's probably just nothing to do, is there? <laughs> one of the one of the listed duties in their role is, mm. and I'm, I'm taking this quote directly: space domain awareness. We know it's fucking there, mate. It's everywhere. <laughs> That was no one's oh, once looked God. up at the sky at night and gone, "What the fuck is that?" Everyone knows what it is. It's mad, oh, absolutely dear. mad. Anyway, mm. thought it's I'd bring right. that up. Oh dear. Well, um, we'll take a short break. We'll be back with some uh, of your emails because we've been quite lax with them, and I was complaining that we didn't have enough of them. Uh, it turns out, according to um, young Alex. Uh, who moved to Jerusalem last week? He actually sent one in February. We completely missed read it out, missed reading it out. So if you have got any ones that you've uh, you were annoyed that we didn't read out back in the day, g- give them a re up, re up them, send them again, yeah. and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll we'll pick them out if we can. We'll be back in a second. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening Thank to you. St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light, you dickhead. This week on Stakhanov. Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy releases a brand new episode exploring the hot topic of head injuries in football. As well as exploring the sports link with dementia with neuropathologist Dr. Willie Stewart, Melissa spoke to ex-Tottenham star Ryan Mason, who was forced to retire after a devastating head injury aged 26. I couldn't look at light. I was sleeping for like 20 hours a day. I couldn't really hold a conversation. Um, like I say, when, when the brain gets an injury, the body almost just instinctively responds and it, it almost just shuts everything else down. Meanwhile, self-care club Wellness Road Tested have launched a brand new epilogue show. Join Lauren and Nicole every Friday where they'll be hearing about your experiences, talking to the experts and reading the very best wellness literature in the self-care book club. I think it's a totally life-changing book for sisterhood and womankind. It's revolutionary in how to adopt self-love and live for who you are. Search Between the Lines and Self-Care Club on your favourite podcast player. All that and more at Sukarnov. 
And we're back. It is the Luke and Pete Show uh, episode Christmas Eve, part two. <laughs> Peter. We've piled right into the green ginger wine. We're off our heads and we're ready to get before, before I go into the emails, I want to know, because we're pre-recording this episode, what, mm. say that people are listening to this, like, you know, about this time on Christmas Eve, what at this exact point, mm. what salt would you, salt and briny pears. Salt and briny pears. What would you be doing at this point? Yeah. Um, probably, I mean, probably just on Twitter or Reddit or just, um, I'd, I'd be sort of looking at the, I've got a Viennetta in the freezer and it's, you know, it's a few days before Christmas and I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing it up. It's not a mint one, it's a normal one, but I got it, I got it in Sainsbury's and I was like, I'm going to absolutely destroy that I Viennetta. just got more depressing as it went on, that statement. First of all, you started saying I'll probably just. I'll be I'll be considering eating a Viennetta. That's what I'll be doing. What's more depressing than just doom scrolling through Twitter? I would say doom scrolling through Twitter while fantasizing about a one pound considering... Viennetta. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete, you're all creamy. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Oh, you can Lord get them for a yeah, quid. Yeah, what are you mate? going to be doing at Christmas Eve then? Are you going to be re- are you going to be reading a book? Oh, oh, I don't know. Looking after some orphans, by this, rubbish. By this time this week, I'll probably have had something fucking stolen again. Even though I can't leave the house, um, <laughs> I will. I'm yeah. thinking about. So you know, Vish from the Ramble. He he basically planted something mm. in my mind when we when we right. record the Christmas special which is obviously going to come out in a few days. Yeah. He planted something in my mind about turkey. And because of the lockdown situation has changed, I'm going to have to do my own turkey this year. And I said that I love the right. way my mum cooks it. I kind of help her out, but she puts bacon on top. She puts a lot of butter under the skin. She puts foil over it. And she takes mm. the foil off at a certain time to crisp it up. And it works pretty well. And it's never dry. And I, I always thought that's because yeah. um, she, she basically, you know, pushes the boat out at Christmas because it's a big time of the year and she maybe spends a bit more money and does all those things but buys a good quality ingredient in the turkey itself. Anyway, Vish was saying to me, because I was saying I was a little bit nervous about it, and he said, you've got to brine your turkey overnight. So never mind salting your briny pears. Apparently, the way to do it (laughs) is to put your turkey in a big bucket of salted and um, seasoned um, spiced water the night before. Mm. So uh, maybe I see. on right. Christmas Eve, I'll be thinking about doing that. What do you think? Do you think that's high risk? Do you reckon I should just, just roast it like a chicken or do you reckon I should go the full hog? Do you, do you have enough... Um, do you have a vessel that would be able to hold it? A carrier bag? No, the problem is if I use a bucket, it'll probably end up tasting the bleach. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have to use like a carrier bag or something. You have to wash out a carrier bag, stick your turkey in. I, I walked past a lot of turkeys, um, real turkeys, uh, a couple of days ago. God, they are gigantic, aren't they? So, so yeah, when, I don't think it'd fit in most so ovens. When, um, I visit my in laws. Um, we go up to Vermont, as you guys know, and um, they have a lot of wild animals up in Vermont. So they have moose, bear, mm. uh, all sorts, like anything you can think of, really. Well, not anything you can think of. They have fucking lions. Or f- oh, they do have, I think they do have mountain lions. <laughs> anyway, they have these mm. marauding packs. I don't know what the collective noun is, but these marauding packs of fucking wild turkeys, right? And you think, oh, um, mm. so when, when someone mentions them, oh, yeah, there's been a few wild turkeys around, you think, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll tell you what, when they fucking turn up, there's about 50 of them, and they are absolutely gigantic, and they raise to the ground anything they get their hands on. They haven't got hands, but you know what I mean. So you're <laughs> right, turkeys can be quite intimidating. Some of them are fucking massive. Mm. 
A big, just a big wall of chunky turkeys coming out. So I think what I'd have to do is I'd have to probably put the turkey in the sink and then Mm. brine it over in the sink, and then I guess. It just seems like a recipe for salmonella. I've got nothing else to do, mate. I might as well get salmonella. I'm I'm self isolating. (laughs) I've got nothing else on. You don't don't get salmonella as long as you cook it properly. Uh, Yeah, I guess. Anyway, so. yeah. Um, emails hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the destination. Um, if you don't know that by now, get mm-hmm. to know. You've all got nothing to do over Christmas, so don't uh, hesitate to email us in. And as Pete says, you can re up your old emails mm. in case we missed them the first time round. There's a chance we might have read them and thought they were rubbish, but there's also a chance we might have just missed them. Anyway, <laughs> an email here from MK who says um, right. Hi, boys. I'm going through your back catalogue for a second time now and realised that quite a few wow. phrases of yours have made their way into my daily conversations, which I find quite upsetting. It also reminds me of that drinking game someone made up for the podcast a year ago, and I hope this will be a few worthy additions. So basically what MK has done has put five key phrases into this email that we say a lot on the show. So do you want me to read them through to you, one, one to five? Sounds good to me. Number one, always from Luke to Pete. That's rich coming from you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I am a hypocrite. I, yeah, correct. I do say that quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> Number two from Pete, get involved. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think we both say that, don't we? Get involved. Get involved. Yeah, well, it all comes that from comes get involved. It comes from Richard Keys. Richard Keys, yeah. um, once again, uh, trying to relax uh, a studio guest by, um, by uh, farting. farting and then telling, who was it? Trevor Francis, who's the loveliest man I've ever met. Yeah. And I've said it before, Trevor Francis is a man who sounds like he, he can't really smell anything. So um, no. <laughs> I'm surprised that he, he, he even knew it was happening, to be quite frank. When I, the hour and a half or so I spent with Trevor Francis was just the most enjoyable time. He's such a lovely man. It was just, it made me happy just to be talking to him. Um, he seemed very, he seemed very, very, very nice sweet. Um, number three, um, mm. This boils my piss. That's probably one of your ones, I think. <laughs> yeah, but the difference between you saying that and me saying that, people are imagining me with like a still uh, out in the garden <laughs> with a horrible fog, <laughs> smell of boiling <laughs> piss. But I'm doing it. I'm not lying. I am actually Number doing four it. Number definitely one of mine. To cut a long story short, I, I, and I never do cut it short, I know that. Yeah. Uh, and, and number five, we both say fair <laughs> enough quite a lot, apparently. Um yeah, that is just being... Uh, yeah, and MK yeah, says, no offence taken on you not reading out my previous email of a co-worker wanking in plain sight of the neighbouring office building. Uh, cheers, MK. Um, MK, I'm going to need you to resend that, please. Thank you very <laughs> that must much. That a very, very good week. It's, that That is very much in the framework <laughs> oh, of what we were talking about. Everyone listening to this should consider, imagine the standard of the emails in that week if Pete Dawes was not reading that one out. <laughs> my God. <laughs> It sounds like one of the weeks where I've been told probably beforehand. Oh, but before I hand over to you on the email front, because I've got another one, I wanted to say mm. uh, a big hello to Ben Holden, who sent in a new battery mm. brand that I'd never seen before. Um, a new player has officially entered the game. It's called Wilma, W I L M E R, as in Fred Flintstone and Wilma, but with an E R at the end. Wilma, right? <laughs> Lovely. 
Um, we got a message from Andrew from Massachusetts. Hello, Andrew. Dearest Pete, I popped open old Gmail to correct you about the splashback. Here in the States, I've only ever called it a backsplash. I figured you were crossing your words, old chap. It turns out you're in the clear. Apparently, in some places, it is called a splashback. And they uh, also, yes, they're a kind of a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they're that big a deal, why don't people Obsessed. not have to say them? Property Brothers. I know, right? Monday to Friday, Property Brothers on ITVB. Um, they've now realised that it is the only reason why people watch ITVB, and they've moved the um, Cheshire Housewives somewhere else, and they've put two episodes every day back to back, so that I and my partner can watch uh, the goddamn uh, Property Brothers do their thing uh, in the houses the length and breadth of the US. They also do a lot of other stuff uh, that we haven't got yet, and I'm just I am just waiting for the UK to go Property Brothers crazy. One of the Property Brothers is dating uh, Zoe Deschanel, oh, yeah. the one with the fringe. They've started going out together, and the one who's the realtor rather than the um, the builder, he has released a Christmas song, which is Turgid. <laughs> so um, look. It's only a matter of time before UK goes um, property brothers crazy, and I'm just saying now you heard it here first. It will be get in a there on the floor. It's a great shot. Um, get in there. Uh, I was going to yeah. say that. Um, what was going to say to you? Yeah, the, the real heads, the real reality TV show heads, all watch TLC. You know that, right? Oh right, okay. That's uh, TLC is one of the uh, Discovery products. We should do a property brothers podcast. So they've got access to. What's stopping us? <laughs> There was what there was a woman on uh, Property Brothers last week who was called uh, uh, Izakaya. Very good. Which is like pub. It's just Japanese it's for a great pub. Name. <laughs> it's just, it's all, it is a great name until you sort of go. It's just pub. Where did you Where did you and your man meet? I thought <laughs> Japanese. I thought pub. was a uh, a religious name. I'm basing that on the fact that in the film Kingpin, um, there's a brother Hezekiah, mm. but they're Amish. Right. Yeah, no, Izakaya. Izakaya. Wow, do you reckon they did that knowingly? Probably not. Uh, Probably not. Uh, Darren from Glasgow, quick one from me. Oh, I saw this Uh, one. I wanted to read this one out for uh, you because I thought it was a new low. Okay. It is, it is really for Darren, yeah. bless him. Darren from Glasgow, I heard on a previous show that Pete passed his theory test and I was wondering if he has any tips. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine the sort of person who who comes to me at 39 who's trying to let her drive? Um, I've sat the test eight times and I just can't pass. I'm 36 now. I sat it three times when I was 18, gave up, went back to learn to drive three years ago and sat the test five times since then and I've failed them all. I've tried everything, CDs for the computer, apps on my phone and books, but I just can't pass. I'm beginning to think I'm not meant to drive. Any help would be appreciated. I shouldn't laugh, really. That's actually um, quite upsetting. I mean, look, I mean that, that's an, that's a, that is... Annoying, like bashing your head on that thing. Um, do a Charles and Zogby, get some else <laughs> to sit for you. I'm joking. He won't help you, but he will give you um, a lift if but... you want one. <laughs> I, the way I, I mean, genuinely, the way I did it, I didn't do any of the actual proper revision, and I, I'm fairly certain I got very lucky indeed. Everything's just. Um, common sense. Everything is just common well, that's sense. That's making apart him from feel 10, worse. Twenty percent that you actually have to know. So, it, well, no, it, it is. It times. is just kind of relax. One of the, like some of the questions are really obvious, and so like so I think eighty percent of it is genuinely common sense. And so I go right. If I was going to design a road, what would be the most sensible thing to do? And and the questions are invariably: if you get angry, do you ram like ram the car in front of you, or you know do a wee on the road and stuff like that? But there will be ones. <laughs> there will be the ones that are just you, you know it is just about grinding, like um, looking at um, the iconography of the of the road, so to speak, the, the 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 markers and the lines and the stuff. And you've got to know those. But I just did mock tests. Over and over again. 
I just did about five or six mock tests over and over again. And and the ones that I got wrong, I just, you know, checked checked out and stuff. But if I got them right, I was kind of fairly confident that I would make the same decision in, in the actual uh, lesson. And also... Like you've done it so many times, Darren. This might be the one. You're relaxed now. You you know what you know what it's all about. You know that you walk into a room and you and you sit down with a little multiple choice Windows ninety five PC and you just click away. The hazard test is a little bit more difficult, and I, I think I only just got through. Um, uh, you know, uh, very 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 close to to, to to missing it. So, Darren, like my heart goes out here because that sounds bloody annoying and just really boring. But I think the theory test side of things, just keep on doing the mock test, and you, I, I swear you'll get through. Can I just stop you there. <laughs> well, I've got nothing to say. I just want to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst Christmas I've ever had. Get fucked. I know, right? Me giving advice from a from the point of view of a man who's done who's got a more up to date take on the road. Serious. If, if someone said yes. to me, "Luke, is what is hell like?" I think sat in my spare room talking into my computer, knowing I can't leave the house or see my family, listening to you <laughs> talk to someone I don't know about how to pass a driving theory test would be quite <laughs> near the top of the list. Look, it's topping off a great week for Luke Erinmore, that's all I'm saying. I'm only joking, Darren. I wish you the very best of luck, particularly this time of year. You'll get there. Just stay confident. A lot of yeah. it's confidence, my friend. Get in there, stay man. confident and you'll get there. Mm. Yeah, Should we leave? Exactly. Completely agree. Should we go? I've, I've got <laughs> some brownie pears to salt. <laughs> right, guys. I hope your your, your pear brining has gone well uh, this this Christmas Eve. Uh, if indeed you do, um, I was going to say support. <laughs> if you, if you support know, the football yeah. team, that is Christ. <laughs> uh, if you do, he get saves. involved in a bit He's of a good Christmas keeper. action. He saves. If you're <laughs> if you're just having uh, Chinese food on Christmas Day, enjoy that. But make sure uh, your Chinese food is um, or KFC. Make sure that your food is uh, accompanied by the very best Ryan <laughs> uh, We'll see you very soon. Have a great uh, week. We'll be back before the new year. Yeah. All right. Ta-ta. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you-
are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>